Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, it's time for the War of the Sontarans as I continue this rewatch of The Flux, um, uh, which I have on... Uh, I, I taped it <laughs> like an old school person because um, I don't have the Blu-ray yet. <laughs> but, you know, ever since I started recording uh, Doctor Who in 1985... Um, was it 85 when we got our video recorder? Anyway, season 22, the first um, full Colin Baker season... I have been taping it every time it comes on. I mean, it's not an actual tape. It's like a DVR thing. Anyway, I've taped it. Uh, <laughs> so we get a previously on. <laughs> I watched that so many times, season 22. So when the Blu-ray was announced this month, it's like, yeah, I know this episode's off by heart, mate. <laughs> um, so we get a previously on. Uh, there's a black screen and the cloister bell, which I hadn't noticed before that both... The first two episodes start with a black screen. I wonder if that keeps happening. Um, just a black screen and a voice. Um, well, not a voice. It's the TARDIS's voice, I suppose. Um, and then there's black and white Doctor. Uh, she's in a forest. And then there's the spooky falling apart house, which she reaches out for and then wakes up. She wakes up in, in colour again. Um, just like Dorothy. Uh, she's in an abandoned battlefield and saying, oh my God, it's the end of the universe, but we're still here. So yes, that is confusing for all of us still. Um, Yaz calls out and Dan uh, and the doctor's inspecting a dead soldier to find out where they are. And she says, the Lepari shield must have worked, but the TARDIS took a hit. Um, I guess, you know, if the TARDIS took a hit, maybe it's just sent them somewhere bad. Uh, then a woman yells at them and she thinks they're stealing from the dead. 
and the doctor introduces herself and her companions. Uh, the woman says that, that that doctor is a man's term. Um, and then she says, you can't be with Miss Nightingale because she wouldn't come this close to Sebastopol. And the doctor's like, oh! So it gives a quick rundown of the Crimean War and how it got to be like that. Um, and then she works out that that is Mary Seacole. Mrs. Seacole to you. Oh, I love her. Um, enemy soldiers are coming, so they all run and hide. And the doctor says... Uh, where are the Russians? Um, and Mary Seacog is like, Russians? They're not fighting Russians. They're fighting Sontarans. And then uh, Sontaran, on a horse, takes his helmet off and tells his soldiers to smell the rotting flesh of their vanquished foes. Ew! Like, this morning I went for a run and I, I thought I'd stood in, like, Horse poo, or maybe there's a lot of horse poo around where I live for some reason. Um, I thought I thought I'd ever stood in horse poo or dog poo or something because I could just smell the poop. Um, and so I started running in the grass and like scraping my feet on the grass. And then I looked up ahead and some other woman was looking at her feet and I'm like, oh, it's in the air. It's not. Uh, it's not me specific. There's just the stink of everyone thought that. <laughs> <laughs> stinky feet but no obviously someone had put down some manure in like like a whole park full of manure <laughs> it was really bad it was blowing through the whole suburb um anyway that was um <laughs> that was manure chat <laughs> so then we have the opening credits of the <laughs> of the warrants of Sontarans. uh vinda wakes up is remembering the big explosions on his ship and how he was escaping in his little craft and uh, then he's 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 not there. He's woken up in like a, a, a hallway um, and he's approached by a floating upside down pyramid crystal thing uh, that says the flux has impacted the inner temple and it wants him to repair it. And it calls itself a triangle, which I guess it has some triangles on it. Um, the temple is compromised, apparently, and the triangle leads Vinder into big kind of churchy space with lots of plinths and a big dais and stuff. Um, Vinder steps on the platform and a bunch of people appear on the plinths. Um, in Crimea, Mrs. Seacole uh, takes them to her British hotel, which she says is much more than a hospital. Thank you very much. Um, the doctor says Mrs. Seacole should be there, but the Sontarans shouldn't. And then Dan starts fading out and he disappears. And then so does Yaz. And as she's disappearing, the doctor says, oh, you're falling through space and time. Um, I promise I'll find you. Uh, and then they're gone. So the doctor runs to the TARDIS uh, where she can hear the cloister bell ringing, but there is no door. The TARDIS does not have the door. The doctor runs around the entire thing twice and there's no door. The windows are glowing, the smoke coming out, um, and the Sontarans are coming, so the doctor just runs away. Um, Dan turns up on his street in front of his, uh, well, the empty space where his house used to be. I guess his house is still in his pocket. Um, he goes over to talk to his neighbour and he says, sorry about the house, and the neighbour just like quickly closes the blinds, doesn't want to talk to him. Um, so Dan tries ringing someone and one of his neighbours is pointing at her watch like as if in warning. And then Dan looks up above uh, Anfield Stadium and sees a giant Sontaran spaceship. Uh-oh. Then some Sontarans come down the street shooting at him. So he ducks off down a laneway and the Sontarans follow him down the laneway, but they fall down. Um, Dan's parents have whacked their pro-big vents with cookware. <laughs> Uh, Yaz appears in the temple, uh, and, uh, 
Then Williamson turns up um, in his fancy hat and his nice clothes. Um, and, he asks, and she asks him what year it is. And he's like, 1820, the year of our Lord. <laughs> the Victorians just, you know, why use one word when you could use 400? Um, and he's like, do you think it differently? And then he's like, oh, it's all is broken. And then he just heads back the way he came. She's like, I'll come with you. He goes, no, no, no. Okay, mate. Um, uh, Triangle comes and asks Yaz if she can repair. Uh, and she looks at her hand and written on it is WWTDD. Uh, so she's like, yes, yes, I can repair. Um, there's a general uh, in the British Hotel and he tells Mrs. Seacole he's helping himself to the rum. And she says, well, I'll probably on your slate, which is rapidly rising. Uh, the doctor comes back in and is introduced to the lieutenant general. Um, and the doctor's like, what are you doing? You can't fight the Sontarans. And then she explains how much they love war, that they're clone species, that they're bred for war, their weapons are advanced. You know, a bit of info dump if you don't know the Sontarans. Good girl. Um, the doctor asks how long they've been on Earth. And uh, they're like, what do you mean? They've always been here. And the doctor's looking at a map. And where Russia should be, it says Sontar. And she's like, oh, my God, there's no China either. It's all Sontar. Um and they both know the term Russia. They've heard the term Russia, but they're not sure where from. And the doctor's like, oh, the Santarans are on the map, but they haven't completely displaced history. Um, the Lieutenant General doesn't know where the Santaran base is, which the doctor is completely infuriated by. And she's like, yeah, how, how are you going to go into battle with them? Like, you'll be completely unprepared. Um, Mary Seacole takes the doctor on her nursing rounds and she says the army don't listen to her because she's a doctress. I love the term doctress. It sounds so... <laughs> I know it's like reductive and uh, feminine. Like, you know, you don't say actress anymore. You say actor. Everyone's an actor. Um but yeah, it's <laughs> it's just I'd never heard the term before. Um, so she takes the doctor in to see an injured Sontaran, uh, and she explains that he rests for seven and a half minutes every twenty-seven hours because she's been taking notes. Um, and the Sontaran uh, <laughs> threatens to massacre her for revealing military information. <laughs> okay, you can't massacre one person. That's a lot of people. That's bad, bad English. Um, I guess it's you know some sort of. Translation matrix, it's not working for the Sontarans. Um, uh, so the <laughs> the doctor says, you know, being captured is the, ul the ultimate shame of any Sontaran, and uh, Mary Seacole explains that he was hit by a cannonball. <laughs> and the doctor says, you know, tells the Sontaran that their despised enemy, the doctor, is on the battlefield. And she wants the Sontaran to tell his commanding officer about it. And as the Sontaran leaves, the Lieutenant General goes to shoot it. But the doctor tells him to stop. And then Mary Seacole says, you know, you can't do that here. You're my guest. This is, you know, my hotel. Um, then the doctor says, do you want to go out for an evening constitutional? So she and Mary Seacole go off for a walk. And they follow the Sontaran back to his base. Um, Mrs. Seacole asks the doctor who she is. And she says, I'm Mary Seacole's assistant. <laughs> Um, the Sontaran goes through a stone wall. Uh, okay. Um, and the doctor and Mrs. Seacole followed. The doctor explains it. It's like a force field thing. It's just an illusion. You can get through it. So they go through and they find the Sontaran spaceships. Um, the doctor asks Mary to monitor the encampment. 
and then we see the Sontaran that has just returned, thrown onto the ground by Commander Skak. Uh, and he's like, you should be humiliated for being captured. And he's like, I've got information about the Sontaran's sworn enemy, the Doctor, being on the battlefield. Um, and the shamed Sontaran requests mercy. And the commander grants it to him in the form of execution. Oh, that's polite. Uh, in the present, the Sontarans march past a car. And after they're gone, Dan and his parents pop up. And then they have a little info dump. Um, they tell him there was a three-minute eclipse and the Sontarans showed up. And then Dan says, that must have been... Carvanista's ships and then his parents explain about the vent on the back of the neck which mum calls probic which apparently sounds far too medical according to dad um all right we're gonna continue with all this medical talk uh, in war of the Sontarans in the next episode <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.